What's up, homies? Welcome back to another episode of the Outlook Industries podcast. It's your host, Trevor Johnson, here in the studio, whipping up another episode for you guys. Today, I have one of my good friends, Cody Jackson, on. He came into the studio. The audio will be crisp for you guys. Hopefully, you'll enjoy this one. I really enjoyed talking to Cody. I always do. We just went to Salt Lake City a little bit ago and had a lot of conversations about ideas that we had and things that we wanted to work on in the future. So we just kind of discuss a lot of those things in this podcast and just talk a lot about, yeah, like our aspirations and stuff like that. So this is a cool one for you guys. It'll hopefully inspire you to go out and chase your dreams kind of thing. So um, yeah, also got some prototype shirts. If you're listening on Spotify or somewhere that's not YouTube, um, go to my Instagram at Outlook underscore industries and you'll be able to see them on there. Actually, the video that I posted was on my personal Trevor Johnson underscore SA. If you go over there, you can see the whole promo video that I made for these shirts. It's pretty cool. I'm actually pretty proud of it. So it'd be cool if you guys went over there. Other than that, thank you guys for joining me again and let's get right into the podcast. Hey guys, and welcome back to the Outlook Industries podcast. I'm here today with Cody Jackson or Kojak, also known as Kojak. What's up? How's it going, Cody? Thanks for coming by. Thanks for the coffee, by the way. (laughs) Yeah, dude. No, this new coffee you told me to try out is pretty freaking good, dude. The the creamy coconut Nirvanas from Dunbros are literally to die for if you're in... uh, I don't even know where these are. It's South Dakota. (laughs) I think they're literally rapid. But uh, yeah, um, I just kind of want to talk about uh, your TikTok first off. So like how you kind of got it started, why you started it, and how you grew. Yeah, no. So basically what happened was I had just gotten back from a BMX trip to Denver and I realized that I was just super bored with all the COVID restrictions, like nothing was open. So I just decided that I was going to start posting my BMX clips on TikTok. And um, once I started doing that, it just kind of started flowing a little bit. Yeah, there you go. But yeah, no, so I started getting that going and then I realized like, hey, I actually have quite a few people trying to watch me do this. So it went from being a joke to like a little bit more serious to like, oh crap, like people are actually watching. this. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I was like, man, people actually want to watch my stuff. So yeah, no, I started doing that, um, started blowing up just a little bit and then out of nowhere just went through the roof. Yeah. Sweet. Now we're just only up from here <laughs> right um you do a lot of different videos but mainly what i've seen that has kind of blown up is your like when you play the video game and then you go and do it how did you come up with that idea in the first place so it was actually a fan's idea um so i was just going through some of my videos and like i was doing these dumb little videos that people liked where it was like if i land this trick within five yeah. tries then you have five minutes of good luck or something like that yeah and some kid commented like do you play bmx pipe it's like yeah yeah sure yeah no i play that and he's like you should try doing a trick in the game and then, and then do it in real life and i was like oh that's that's, that's cool. actually yeah. genius <laughs> 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 so i started doing that and the first one i posted it it didn't do very well at first. Yeah. So I was like, oh, man, I don't, I don't know how I feel about this. And then, like, two days later, dude, it just blew up. It got, like, 130,000 views on it and, like, 12,000 likes. And I was like, oh. Oh, okay. <laughs> let's, let's keep doing these. Yeah. People love these. And so when I was just rolling with that, I just started busting more out. Yeah. And the growth from that point in time that I was making those videos was absolutely astonishing it made no sense to me whatsoever (laughs) but yeah no started doing those a little bit but i mean you can only do so many tricks in video games before you start running out of them dude yeah that's so true but 
well, now you can start doing backflips. <laughs> <laughs> right, exactly. No, that's probably going to be the next one that I do, honestly. What uh, what video stands out to you as like one of your favorites that you filmed? Oh, man. Dude. Maybe not the most popular, but just one that really like you liked, you enjoyed. Oh, probably, probably one of the most recent ones, dude. Um, yeah. When we were at Woodward, yeah, and it was the first day that we were working on the resi for me doing backflips, yeah, just the hype surrounding yeah. that video, <laughs> that was, was crazy, so insane. Like the amount of kids that were just sitting there, like screaming at us and stuff, like to land it. I was yeah. like, oh my god, dude, this is probably one of the most hype moments, uh, yeah, I've had Ever. in my entire yeah. <laughs> time riding BMX. Yeah, that's uh, that's awesome. That kind of segues into like how like we both just kind of learned backflips or like got them kind of like so that we could take them out of foam and resi. right so uh how was your mental battle learning that trick and how long have you been thinking about that trick and just like where's like the mental game for people who are trying <laughs> to learn that trick oh man dude i've been battling that trick since i was probably like 10 one of the first times i ever realized that i wanted to do a backflip yeah was when i was at the skate park i was like 10 years old and there was this guy that just happened to show up out of nowhere. Yeah. It didn't even have a warm up. Yeah. He just rolled into the park just hauling. <laughs> and this guy pulls a backflip out of our bowl. Yeah. And I just sat there like, dude. Yeah. <laughs> Did that just I got, happen? I got to do that someday. Yeah. And so from that point on, I was just kind of, I was always thinking about it. Never really had a place to try him. Yeah. And then a few years ago, my buddy Brad, um, he happened to have a foam pit built up out of it at his parents place yeah and so basically i used to dirt jump back then yeah and so i brought my dirt jumper out there started practicing backflips but i was always so scared of them dude yeah. like that oh yeah the risk to reward ratio to me was just like so out of reach it yeah. didn't make any uh -huh. sense and i kept just busting myself every time yep. i'd get a backflip around so i tried them like three four times there before i hurt myself like pretty bad and i was yeah. like i'm not gonna do this for a while yep but then after that like once we went on that uh that salt lake city yep. trip it just kind of opened up a whole new level well it's it's crazy those facilities those like right. action sports facilities right. it's so much better to learn there like i don't know what it is about it maybe it's the atmosphere maybe it's just the facility in general but it's just like you just learn stuff way faster oh yeah no exactly i mean Look at what we did. We yeah. showed up there the first day. We both had them locked down in the foam within the yeah. first hour. Yeah. To the point where I was ready to throw it to Resi right off the bat. Yeah. But as soon as I was about to roll over to the Resi, the guy's like, oh, dude, your session's over. You can't do this. So I had to sleep on that, yeah. that <laughs> night. And that was probably the worst <laughs> the worst <laughs> night of the entire trip yeah. because I was literally up until two in the morning just like looking up and down yeah, and like yeah. pulling my neck up and like trying to imagine myself doing a backflip yeah but we got it done yeah so. we got it done. oh we had to and and the uh the first time you did it to i guess it would be wood because ktr was the first time you did it outside of Resi, right, right right exactly how was that oh dude that was so it I knew for a fact right before we got there, I I wasn't going to leave the place until I landed it. Yeah. And I told you in the car, yeah. too. I was like, either I'm going to go there and land this backflip yeah. or I'm going to leave on like a stretcher or something. Right. Like yeah. I was literally to that point where I had, had to, to do pull this. It. Yeah. And so when I pulled the first one, and I'm sure you remember, yeah. but like... So I remember coming over the first the first jump and I was like, oh man, I, I kind of overshot that a little yeah. bit. So I go for the second one and I pull a trick and it's like, oh, I, I landed a little bit more deep on that one too. Yeah. And we go for the third jump and my foot slips off the pedal. So midair, I'm like trying to put my foot back on the pedal. If you watch the video on my TikTok, you can kind of see my foot literally like spazzing out yeah. like trying to find the pedal yeah and as soon as my wheels hit the ground i was like i gotta flip yeah. i gotta do this either way dude i gotta get the first one out of the way and i go to pull it and i did not pull hard yeah. enough <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> somehow my bike bounces five feet back behind me and i'm yeah. crawling on my knees like Straight praying yes yep praying that i'd actually lived through yeah. that you pull and you're like oh i just killed myself <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah dude um 
you uh wh- where all did you grow up you grew up here right yep yep so i was born and raised here in rapid city okay but then um after first grade my parents moved out to um box elder they got yeah. some land just outside of box elder transmer yeah. transferred me to douglas right and that's kind of where the bmx like really started oh okay so like i've always been super interested in action sports like i grew up with my dad like pulling me out of bed in the morning to watch the x games and watch like supercross and stuff yep which is stuff that he had never done before oh really but he was he was actually like super interested in it yeah so we would wake up watch that stuff but um in second grade i remember coming home with like three pieces of paper so yeah. i had one and they were all for sports so i came home with one for spring soccer one for wrestling and yeah. one for bmx and my parents oh. told me i could pick two of them and so i ended up picking wrestling and i picked bmx and within the next huh. few days my parents took me out to the track to like watch people practice yeah I was hooked from there. Dude. So you started BMX racing? Yep, started BMX racing and did that until I was really active with it until I was probably 17, 18. Yeah. And then I raced a couple times until I was 20. And yep. then after that, it was just like, just like I, I really like doing tricks a lot. So when, when did you switch into like freestyle? So freestyle, I kind of started switching into that back when I was probably seventh, eighth grade. Yeah. So I was doing, I started doing tricks on the bigger jumps at the, oh, okay. at the BMX track <laughs> and I started getting in a lot of trouble for it. <laughs> so I, like my dad's biggest thing is like, Cody, you need to keep your wheels on the ground. You're slowing down anytime you try doing that stuff. Yeah. But I'm like, dad, it's fun. Come <laughs> on. Just let me do it. Back <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> and so, um, I started out going to going to the skate park super young i didn't really do many tricks until i was like like sixth seventh grade yeah so once i started doing that um i started seeing that i was like losing it with bmx racing like which was kind of a bummer to me because it was like so near and dear to me yep but i was like man i gotta move on dude i have bigger things going on right now yeah and uh yeah, no, I started going to the dirt jumps after the skate park with a couple buddies and then yeah. uh, just kind of evolved from there, really. You were probably around when they kind of like started those dirt jumps, right? Yeah, So no. you probably built a bunch of them, didn't you? Yep, there's a few of them that I helped help maintain, like all the smaller jumps. Like yeah. I was out there digging just about every day of the summer. Wow, okay. Yeah, no, it was, it, it was a lot of fun, dude. There that was a big crew like back then. Uh-huh. But everybody started just phasing out. Like, yep. all my friends started getting cars. Yep, that always <laughs> happens. <laughs> they get their cars and th- their bike just goes in the shed. Exactly. And all of a sudden, they're just like gearheads. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and so there's a select few of us that kind of stuck around, but yeah, it's kind of slim pickings now. Right. You and uh, Brad did a show for a little bit, didn't you? How'd yeah. that go? So, man, so the first... The first show that I did was, um, it was like a, it was like a best trick competition slash show. Oh, gotcha. And so one of the bigger name riders from around here, uh, Eric Johnson, yeah, he, he yep. showed up out there and he was like putting on this best trick. And at yeah. the time I didn't really have anything. Yeah. I had like X ups and like one footers, no footers and yeah. stuff, but it wasn't anything like super crazy. Yeah. But after that, um, and I started riding with Brad more. Yeah. Like we, we did a show at the civic center for the Lakota nation invitational basketball tournament. Oh, okay. Yeah. So that was pretty cool. Yeah. Um, one, another show that we did was, um, it was at the, um, it was like a Sturgis cross country bike race. Oh, okay. And yeah. we were actually doing a show with a guy named Joey Cordova who happens yeah. to be like one, one of the top, like, yeah, all, how would you say it? Like all around, all around riders in yeah. the entire world. His brother, um, man, I'm drawing a blank right now. Yeah, no. Other Cordova, yeah. other Cordova. He's won like Vans pro cups and stuff like this guy. Oh, is, right. Yeah. This guy is nuts. So we were able to ride with this guy in his show on yeah. this big box jump. Yeah. And that was kind of really where it was like, oh man, 
Like, yeah, you could actually you could actually have some fun with this, and people like watching it too. So yeah, oh yeah, we did a couple more shows after that, but ever since then, it's kind of dwindled out just yeah. a little bit. Yeah, of course. Um, we're both looking at being in this Deadwood All In show that I talked with uh, James about. Right. Um, you did it last year. How was that experience, and what are you looking for for this year? So I didn't do it last year, actually. Oh, okay. So th- there's always been plans. There's okay. always been plans of BMX being in the show, but we could never get anything really figured out. Oh, gotcha. There was one point in time where James and I were, like, messing around, like, hey, man, we could probably tow you in or something. Yeah. <laughs> It's like, dude, going 25 miles per hour, holding on one hand with yeah. a bike. I mean, who knows what could happen there, dude? That's, that's disaster. That's sketchy, dude. Yeah, it was Into all fun and games, but... Motocross like, jump. Yeah, dude, <laughs> thinking about it, it was like, dude, that would be so crazy. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, definitely, people can definitely do that stuff. Yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> it's wild. It's crazy, yeah. Um. So I think I think this year we're actually going to be able to do it, which is super exciting. Right. Um, do you have any tricks that you you're thinking of pulling out? So definitely backflips. Well, of for course. sure. Yep. Yep. So that was that's a big one. Um, there's a there's a few of them that I have in mind. Yeah. Uh, I definitely want to get back to the resi or the foam pit yep. just so I can kind of get a feel for them a little bit more. Yeah. I have a couple flip combinations that I know I have under the belt. Yep. I just need to, you just need just to, need to find out. a yeah. place to pull them. You know <laughs> exactly. what I mean? Exactly. I, I feel the same way. But yeah, no, Superman, Superman seat grabs, getting those pretty locked down. So yeah. just going from there. Any extension trick I can really think of? Yeah. Rotational tricks, like... Those things are so much fun, but yeah. I feel like I feel like I'm gonna have a lot better time like throwing extension tricks in a show. Oh my gosh, yeah, so then like the rotational stuff because I yeah. mean, it it's all fun and games. Like it, with us, like you for you and I, for example, like we love doing rotational tricks, but yeah. There's a whole different feeling whenever you're doing like that full extension trick. Yeah, that's oh so my true. god! On dude. a big jump too, where you can actually. Oh extend yeah, it. exactly. Yeah. Like, and people go wild for that stuff. Yeah. Why don't you just do it upside down? Right. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> don't give them any ideas, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <right. laughs> um. Yeah. Let's uh. Let's talk about Team Full Send and how you kind of got that started. Okay. Yeah. So, um, back when I was riding with Brad. Um, we had this compound set up. We called it the compound at the very beginning. Yeah. And uh, so we called it the compound at the very beginning. Yeah. And somebody was like, we need to come up with a name for this place. Yeah. And I had already been working on like this little idea of like team full send. I didn't have a logo created or anything. Yeah. I just thought it was like, it seemed like a super cool name and it kind of. Yeah. It kind of went along with everything that we had going on. Yeah. And I kind of brought it up to him. I was like, dude, let's call it the full send compound. Yeah. I feel like that'd be pretty sick. Everybody's going pretty hard here. Yeah. And he's like, oh, man, that's actually a good idea. Like, we should come up with a logo for it. Yeah. And I remember us all going to, uh, we had like a little meeting at a McDonald's. Yeah. And just to like show logo ideas and stuff. And like a couple of them, like uh, Riley and Brad, they happen to pull up this logo that they must have made on their phone or something. Yeah. And I saw it and I was like, I mean, it's a cool logo and everything, but I don't think it fits the aesthetic of what we're trying to go for. Yep. And so that night I went home to the drawing board and this is like three years ago. And I worked on this logo, like iterations of a logo for like... It had to have been like six hours. Did you, did you like, hand draw it? So I started doing hand drawings of it. Yeah. And then I was like, okay, I think I could do this with like Illustrator and just kind of yeah. use a paintbrush. Oh, okay. And make it look like yeah. I actually drew it. And um, I got something finally figured out and I was like, dude, this is this is really cool. Yeah. And so I was like, man, it, like this could be on a t-shirt this could be on like a poster this could be all over the place and from that point on we just kind of used it as like an instagram logo so to speak so like any post we we created we would throw that little logo on there oh gotcha but so this is back when it was like just full send 
Yeah. Just full send at the time. And then we started doing a couple shows and I was like, we could just be team full send and yeah. then just kind of work it from there. So I made another version of the logo, just adding the team the, the into team it on top. Yeah. And like, we didn't really do much with it. So after yeah. we were done with the shows, it just kind of died out and yeah. it was just a logo just sitting in my portfolio. Yeah. Just off to the side. Yeah. But then after this TikTok stuff started started up and I was yeah. getting like I was getting uh, comments like every day, like, when are you gonna have merch, man? I wanna buy some t shirts or something. Yeah. And it's like I don't I don't know what I got. Yeah. Like and then out of nowhere I was like, dude, this is my chance to actually turn Team Full Send into yeah. something. Yeah, exactly. And so I started creating t shirts with it and People have been loving them. Like yeah, they've just been, they've been just flying off the online shelves like good. nothing, dude. Yeah. <laughs> that's awesome. How did it go setting up that like e-commerce store and stuff? So it it wasn't that hard. So I use this site called Redbubble. Okay. And so it's like a site directed for um, artists that want to create some sort of merchandise to put their yeah. art on. Okay. And so you just go in there. You just you upload your logo and then you pick your products that you want that logo on and it's like it's almost like drop shipping yeah so you would, you would just like choose what product you want it on you make sure it's designed properly and then the company takes care of the rest nice so i mean so you get like a couple bucks for every sale yeah, or something exactly so it's like i didn't really do it to like make a ton of money for, of course yeah. for the um for the brand itself, I just wanted to see the logo out there. Yes. Like I wanted to see, I wanted to be able to see kids like show up to the skate park wearing this stuff. Yeah. Or like even just seeing their videos on TikTok, like, hey, I just bought a, a full send yeah. sticker or shirt or something. Like yeah. just seeing that was super cool. Oh, for sure. So, it, I mean, you don't make a crazy amount of money from it, but yeah. it's just the idea that that, that your stuff it's, is actually out there. It's going to make you grow more. Yeah, exactly. Sure. So it's super sick. I mean, considering it's kind of, like, branched out all over the world. Yeah. So, like, just recently, I had a kid buy, like, a t-shirt and a sticker from, like, Great Britain. Really? Yeah. So, I mean, I got a sticker in some yeah. skate park or on some kid's scooter or bike, like, on the other side of the world. And just that, to the me, is... The thought of that is just yeah, crazy. Yeah, it's insane, dude. Yeah, no, uh, that's really cool. Where do you see t Team Full Send going in the future? So I would like to turn it into like a full-fledged, like actual brand instead yeah. of just like a merch product. Okay. So um, the pr the plan is to get like, it, so I already have t-shirts and hoodies and stuff that are being printed at a screen printing office right now yeah. as we speak. Yeah. So the plan is, is I'll actually be able to shy away from the drop shipping stuff. Yeah. And then just have product on hand. Yeah. And so I'll be able to set up shop like. Have like at a like summer events, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Or yeah, just have some stuff that you can set up when you have a tent or do a show exactly. or something like that. Yeah. Yep. Awesome. Um, I know you've had some interesting fan interactions. Oh off of that. yeah. Um, which ones come to mind? Oh man, dude. So Tell a story. <laughs> I think, I think like one of the craziest ones was so before I was even like. Before I was even up to where I'm at, like right now, I'm sitting yeah. at like 35K. But when I was at like, I want to say it was like 2,000 followers. Yeah. I decided one day that I was going to go to the Gillette, Wyoming skate park. Yeah. And I just wanted to ride there with a couple buddies or whatnot. Yeah. And we get out to the skate park and I had never been there before. Yeah. So instead of pulling my bike out right away, I just get walked out of my car and I just walk up and I'm like walking around and stuff. And I start noticing all these kids are just like staring at me, dude, like <laughs> eyeing me up. And I was like, man, dude, it, like, yeah, I'm new and here, you're like, but you don't. Wow, they, they, they think I'm Adam LZ. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, man, dude, like I'm like, it's kind of, it's kind of weird. It kind of yeah. like made me feel funny, dude. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I was like, okay, I'm just going to walk away, go back grab my tripod and my my phone and everything and yeah. my bike and i walk up there and i'm i get on my bike and i'm just rolling around not doing any tricks i'm just kind of riding my bike around like trying to get a feel for the place yeah and right before i'm about to drop in for like my first little trick yeah i have like three scooter kits roll up right behind me and they're like hey uh, what's your, what's your name dude <laughs> It's like I'm Cody. 
He's like, are are, are you, you known as Kojak? <laughs> and it's like, oh my god, yeah. How do you know that? Yeah, right? <laughs> How do you know? <laughs> and the dude turns around. And he like whispers to his friends real quick, and then he turns back around. And he's like, see all these guys back here behind me? Every single one of them follow you on TikTok. <laughs> And I kind of sat there for a second. And I was like, okay, this is real. Yeah. This is nuts. This is crazy. And so I had like a little meet and greet with him and stuff. And I was chilling with him for a yeah. while. And that's where like my first Scooter Kids Call the Shots video came from. Yeah. Okay. It's just like a whole bunch of kids that were like, they were too scared to actually approach me yeah. because they didn't know if I was Adam LZ or, yeah, or Kojak. Or Kojak. <laughs> <laughs> and so like did a little video with him and everything and yeah it was it was pretty sick dude it was a wild experience <laughs> yeah that's crazy um the other one that i heard you talk about was at uh, mount rushmore oh man yeah. dude, <laughs> that one was nuts so story about that one yeah. i had literally it was my day off from working as a zipline tour guide yeah and i wake up at like not i think it was like 9 30 in the morning dude and i was like yeah. oh man i just posted a video last night on tiktok i might as well go and check it right yeah and i hop on and i notice my notifications are through the roof like yeah. they're 99 plus like once once you get above a certain once you get above 100 notifications yeah like none of those notifications show up anymore it's just a 99 <laughs> plus <laughs> and i was like what the hell yeah. And I <laughs> I go to my profile on the night before I had gone to sleep with like I want to say it was like 20 22,000 followers. Yeah. And I wake up with like 25.5. Jeez. And I was like, "Oh my god, dude, I was planning on I was planning on doing a video for my 25k like in 2 weeks." Yeah. Like I didn't think I was going to hit it in 24 hours. 24 hours, yeah. And I was like, I got to do a video for this, like right now, <laughs> like this, this has to go. I'm going to hit 20, I'm going to hit 26 K here in the next 12 hours yeah, if exactly. I don't do it. <laughs> and, uh, so I'm just sitting there like, dude, I need to, <laughs> I need to go do this video, but I don't know where I'm going to do it. And as I was getting ready, I was like, I need to go up to Mount Rushmore and just do a trick in front of it. Yeah. And it, yeah, and that will be, that'll be a video it'll do well. Like people from South Dakota are going to recognize it and correlate yeah. with it. Yeah. And I'll be able to have more local fans. Yeah. And so I go up there and while we, while I'm like spotting everything out, like trying to figure out where I'm going to do this at. Yeah. I go up to one of the parking people and I'm like, Hey, do you know if it would be okay if I just do like a quick, like 30 second clip up here? do a trick for my 25,000 follower, like celebration. Yeah. And the parking lady's like, yeah, you're going to have to talk and talk to the park rangers. And I was like, Oh, Shit. fuck, dude. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and so I like mope over to the park rangers and stuff. And I'm, I'm specifically looking for the nicest one. Yeah. The one that's probably the most vulnerable. Yeah. So I can kind of take advantage of the situation. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and so like, I find this super nice girl. Yeah. And I'm like, Hey ma'am, uh, I just hit 25,000 followers on my TikTok. I'm a BMX rider from around here. I just want to do one trick in front of the faces and I promise I'll be out of your hair. Yeah. And she's like, ah, you're going to have to talk to the parking people. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, well, okay. Okay. So I go back to the little old lady that I had talked to before. Yeah. And she's like, what? They're the, they're the people who run this place. Like, yeah. why are you talking to me? And she's like, you know what? Take as long as you want. <laughs> yeah. Do whatever you want. And I hope you have a nice day. It's like, all right, sick. I'll do it right now. <laughs> if they think that you are keeping track of it and you think that they're keeping track of it, right. I can do whatever I want. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> and so, like, I, I'm kind of standing around and I start realizing, like, it's a little bit later on in the day, too. So, from, yeah. it's probably, like, 1030. And if you guys have ever been up to Mount Rushmore, it gets pretty busy around, like, 1030 noon yeah. until the end of the day. Oh, yeah. And... I was just waiting for a place to clear in in this little area where I was going to do this trick. Yeah. And it finally cleared out enough that I hurried up, ran out, put up my tripod. Yeah. And then um, once I did that, I set up my phone, put out my bike like in a certain spot where I could like set a timer for the video and then run to the bike and then do the trick again. Yeah. 
And right before I was about to do that, I was like, oh, I need to do an intro for this video. I can't just do a trick. It just wouldn't make any sense. Gotta yeah. Give it like a little bit more meat in the picture, if you know what I mean. Yeah, exactly. And I, I get in front of the the phone to like start taking the video. Yeah. And I just kind of freeze for a second. And I look around and I have people looking at me from like all around. So yeah. like they had literally fanned out and made a circle around me. All <laughs> and I'm kind of looking around and stuff. And I was like, I don't think I signed up for this. Yeah. And so I'm like, Okay, I just need to. I just need to start this video. I'm doing and this for 25k followers, yeah. and there's 300 people. Can <laughs> right, right, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like looking around. And it's like, okay, I just need to do this real quick so I could just get on my bike, do the trick, and I'm gone. Yeah, it's gonna. It's not gonna take that long. Yeah. And so, like the start of the video, it's like, yo, what's up, guys? It's Kojak. Like, yeah. And just as I say that, like, I start hearing people like yell at me like what's your tiktok yeah <laughs> what's your tiktok and like i had to take step back and take a breath yeah <laughs> and refilm the video because yeah. i i literally started shaking i was like dude i don't know what to do i haven't been in a situation like this before. yeah and so i was like guys you gotta you gotta chill out you're giving me goosebumps yeah you're scaring me i'm just a boy man yeah. <laughs> i'm nothing special yeah. <laughs> and uh so I get the intro done. I end up doing the trick. And once I finish, yeah, I had, I start getting approached by people to like take pictures and like all this stuff. And there was, there were two groups of people in particular that kind of stood out to me. One yeah. of them literally ran up to me with my TikTok already pulled out. And it yeah. was just like a little girl, probably like 13. Yeah. And she's like, I've followed you for a long time. Really? And I was like, no way, dude. Yeah. Like, you out of all these people, yeah. <laughs> out of all these people, you actually know who I am. Yeah. And so I, like, take pictures with her and stuff, and I'm like, talking with her family for a little bit. Yeah. And I'm about to leave. Yeah. And I see these two guys walking up out of the parking lot. Yeah. And they kind of stop, and they're looking at me for a little bit. Yeah. And one of them walks up to me with their cell phone pulled out. And my TikTok up yeah. on their, up on his cell phone. Yeah. And he's like, this you, this you? Yeah. Kojak? And I started realizing, like, these guys, these guys can barely speak any English. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, no, that's me. That's me. He's like, I I follow you on TikTok. <laughs> and I was like, where are you from, man? And he's like, Mexico. Yeah. I was like, no way, no dude. Way, dude. <laughs> We're in South Dakota. Yeah. <laughs> that's nuts. So I talked to these guys for like maybe 10, 15 minutes with like, just like they're, they knew just about as much as like yeah. Kojak, yes and no and yep. stuff. And I was like, you guys having a good trip? And they're like, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it, dude, it was such a cool experience. That's like awesome. out of all those people that were there, like, yeah. and just having like three people come up to you yeah. and actually know who you were. That's like th crazy. that was where like I rode my bike back to my car and I was like, damn dude this is actually the real deal yeah right like like i'm actually able to influence people at this point yeah because before i was just kind of like oh i'll just post these videos like people are following and stuff and i had like fans but it was like yeah most of them were from out of state or out of the country but once you start meeting those people locally yeah that's where it really changes the game well it's it's really weird because you you see the numbers like on a screen and you're right. like it's just a number and you don't it doesn't really affect you but when right, you start exactly. going out and people actually like know who you are right that's when it just it's like this whole another like realization of like oh each one of these numbers is like an actual person that like I could talk to right which exactly is, it's just crazy and see and that's the cool thing about like I mean, having local followers is super, super sick and local yeah. fans, super sick. Yeah. But it's also really nice to like get out of state and go and ride and yeah. not have anybody know who you are. Yeah. Because then at that point, like people aren't, aren't afraid to like come up and talk to you. Exactly. Like, it, so you're not like in some people's eyes, they might think of you as like a celebrity when in yeah. reality, like I've never thought of myself that way. Yeah. I'm just a kid who likes riding my bike and yeah. it's my escape from everything. Yeah, exactly. So like 
when people get like super scared to like come up to me and stuff and like actually talk to me it's like dude i promise you like i'm i'm not a bad dude like yeah, I'm, right? I'm just <laughs> yeah. like a normal guy i'm not gonna like yeah. sit here and be like yeah i'm i'm like famous on tiktok blah 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 all this stuff like yeah. i don't want to talk to you you're nothing like yeah exactly. I, I will literally talk to absolutely anybody f- about absolutely anything yeah like, i really i really don't care about all this fame stuff well I, I feel like that's a lot of people and for the guys that are listening to this podcast and like you may be scared to like go up to your idol or whoever it is they're they're just a normal person so just just go up and talk to them like a normal person and you'll you'll be fine like it's probably going to be more awkward if you try to like idolize them and treat, right treat exactly them like, oh my god like are you a god like just just be like hey dude like how's it going like it's just you got to be casual about it yeah dude perfect example with that so when uh this past summer i went to this uh big it was like a bmx festival called um uh corn it out in nebraska yep at the nowhere compound and one of the big name bmx riders that showed up there was austin augie himself yeah and augie like if you guys listening to this podcast know who augie is and you ever listened or watched his videos like he's a big deal in the bmx world yeah and so like a lot of people idolize this guy but in reality he's just like he's just like a normal he's just a normal dude super chill guy so i'm hanging out with augie and a few other people yeah and there's these two kids that run up to him he's like yo dude it's you're Osnagi, right? And he's like, yeah, man, what's up? Yeah. He's like, dude, why are you here? You're like, why yeah. are you here? And Augie like cut him off and was like, what do you mean? Why am I here, dude? Yeah. I'm a, I'm a normal guy. This like is, I'm, a bike I'm, thing. <laughs> I'm, I'm a normal guy. I love riding BMX. Like I love meeting up with you guys. It's not weird that I'm here. Yeah. Literally shut the kid down. <laughs> and the kid just kind of like sat back and he was like, oh, <laughs> And, and he made the situation with Augie like super awkward because yeah. Augie's like, dude, um, yeah, I have, I have fans and stuff, but I'm not, I'm not a celebrity. Yeah, exactly. I'm just a normal guy that just happened to like grow following from exactly. doing normal guy things. Yeah, <laughs> from doing crazy things that yeah. I might, some people might call insane. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> Insanity, fame. What's the difference, right? Right. Oh. Uh, yeah, um, let's see, um, yeah, I guess we should, uh, probably talk a little bit right now on, on, on the, uh, on the recording, I was gonna say on air, but we're not on air, <laughs> about, um, the show that we're trying to put together, and what we kind of, what you kind of, like, see coming from that, because for sure, like, we're looking at doing, we're doing, like, an action sports kind of little like airbag jump show or we want to at like schools to inspire some kids and stuff. So um, what do you kind of see coming from that? Ah, man, dude, there's so many, there's so many things that can come from that. Yeah. I think one of my biggest things with wanting to do that is the fact that I want to be able to inspire the younger generation of riders or kids that want to become riders in either scootering or BMX. Like I want, I want them to actually be able to see like, Hey, there is a possibility of me being able to do this. Yeah. And like just the just the thought of being able to do that for some kids is my main inspiration for doing yeah, it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, for sure. That's that's kind of how I am too. It's like these uh everybody can kind of trace back that first moment when they're like I want to do that right, sport or that right. thing. And a lot of time it is kind of like those local shows or those um or sometimes it's X games or sometimes their dad took them to the skate park and there was just right. happened to be somebody who's really good there that they got inspired by and talked to or something like that. Right. So I just would love to be kind of that light for some kids around here. Cause the skate community really, really needs it in this area for sure. Oh so. man. It's, and that's the sad thing too, is it's kind of dying out for BMX on my side. Yes. Like with your side on scootering, like it's, it's not necessarily dying out. Like, I mean, everybody's getting older, but everybody's yeah. getting better Yeah. and it's pulling more riders in. Yeah. Well, the thing about sc- the scooter industry is our oldest rider, like oldest, like grew up riding a scooter is like 32 years old. That's crazy. Like it's, it's really like a young industry. So it's 
only known growth. Right. Whereas like BMX and skateboarding have been along around for a lot longer. Right. So right. Like we'll probably take that path eventually. We're just on the first curve of it. Right. So um, I, I think that we really need to get more people into just all the action sports. And exactly. I, I want to push like more multi-sport stuff like pick up all true of it. yeah why not yeah it, definitely everybody needs to grow a little bit from yeah, it you exactly. know what i mean but yeah no doing these shows man like oh my goodness like it just just like i was saying the thought yeah. of just being able to inspire kids to do whatever they want like because it you've known me long enough like I hate when people say the word can't. Yes, dude. I was going to talk was, about that. That's like one of my biggest pet peeves, dude. Yep. Like I will light you up uh-huh. if I hear you say the word can't. <laughs> I can't do that. Yeah. What do you mean you can't do that? You're having trouble with that trick or you haven't figured out the motion yet? Yeah, sure. But I can't do that. Don't. That's that's mindset thing. Yeah. You yep. can't put yourself in that mindset. Yep, exactly. So it's like being able to inspire kids by doing these shows. Yeah. It, you'll be able to push the fact that they can actually do something. It doesn't matter if they're a boy or a girl or like tall, short, like it doesn't matter. No, if you set your mind to it, you can do absolutely anything you want. Yeah. And I think that action sports is one of those things that's, it's like a form of expression. It's like art almost more than it is a sport. Exactly. Because you don't have to be like the craziest, like competition rider throwing the biggest flip tricks and the biggest like how many whips you can do above your head in the scooter world um you could literally just come up with a weird quirky trick in a weird spot that just is super creative and people will acknowledge it and you'll get a following from that like you just have right. to be creative exactly and yeah, i'm sure dude. it's kind of that same way in bmx but you just it's such a cool tool not only has it really helped me with like meeting people and finding friends because i can go to a skate park anywhere in the world and i could make friends with pretty much anybody there oh dude exactly it's a whole entire family yeah it is like i mean there was a point in time in the past where like scooters were hated on by the skaters and the bmxers and the skaters hated on the bmxers and shit and but now it's like everybody's a family everybody everybody wants to see you do cool stuff yeah and their energy is going to feed off yours and your energy is going to feed off theirs yeah so the fact that we could literally show up to like you and i could literally take a trip to like texas well like show up when to we House showed Park up or when we showed up in chino for example oh yeah like right away we, I, I was talking to some scooter guys there you, yep. you found some bmx guys there and we were just like chatting with them and seeing what the community was like because like everyone's just so open and accepting and it's just exactly super cool. yeah no it's it's so neat dude Because to be in the industry in the first place you kind of have to be a wacko yourself oh so. yeah exactly <laughs> <laughs> you gotta you gotta be outside the box for I've, sure i've always said like i hope that people think i'm weird because if i was normal i'd be boring <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> so that's yeah nobody wants to be normal dude exactly nobody no. wants to be normal no don't be normal strive <laughs> to be different so yeah just just really be creative with your writing is what i express i like Look at what people don't do and try to learn it. Like, that's the main thing that I see. It's like, I really like writers like uh, Sean William, Sean, something like that. But he's like super creative and just really good that way. And then like, I don't know if you know skate at all, but Johnny Geiger. Okay. Yeah. He is, he is one of the best flat land skaters and he's just like super creative with his trick selection. And I just think that's really cool. So it's just like all about being creative in my eyes and like thinking thinking of it as an art like you're riding these weird shapes and right. you're figuring out a way to link them together or to do tricks over them and it's just like you see the world in a different way oh yeah in action exactly sports, so. no and i was just gonna bring that up too it's like i can't even drive down like, any street any street <laughs> and see something and it's like oh that's like that's a curb over there that's a yeah that's a bench it's like oh man that's you that's like a five stair like handrail without a kink yeah right it doesn't have skate stops right like just random stuff like that it's like oh man what trick what trick can i do over that always thinking about what trick you can do yeah exactly wild (laughs) and yeah that's that street riding is a whole nother avenue of of creativity because oh man you're given like the worst conditions and then you're supposed you're like trying to need to be creative with street riding yeah you have to it's it is one of the most technical like versions 
of action yeah. sports that you can possibly do because yeah. you can you can be a park rider and just show up to the park and yeah. all you have to do is think about which hip you're gonna hit yeah like or like which combo you want to throw off of something yeah with street you actually have to like think about it a little bit harder like well it, it just it's way more impossible so, yeah like, exactly it's way harder to do a simple trick in the streets than it is to do it on a perfectly made quarter yeah, exactly which is why skate parks are a great training tool but i think i think all riding should be like this is the thing that really bothers me and in, in scootering they have we have street and park which I, it's the same right. thing in bmx and in skateboard yeah we're all the kind of the same in that way and it's like why why do we section ourselves out why right. can't we just do it all like why right. can't we just be bmx riders or scooter riders or this like why are we gonna be like oh he's just a park rider oh or he's just a street like street rat and you're like it doesn't matter yeah just do it all no yeah just do it all yeah exactly it's it's just super weird like you were saying how we like we like unintentionally segregate ourselves i know in the sport so it's like i don't even think it's unintentional we like intentionally segregate yeah. ourselves <laughs> <laughs> it's like you could go ride with this dude and you could be like hey man you want to go ride some street and he's like nah i'm, I'm a park, park rider, rider. yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like come on dude just go do some jibs with me for a yeah. little bit but yeah dude no i i really like being well well-rounded like yeah. everything because like it, with bmx racing like it kind of helped me start from like dirt yeah. to like concrete and then like i started getting good at that and it's like oh man like i can ride like street now and like all yeah. this stuff and you can literally just tie everything together yeah and one of my biggest things too is like i really like doing old school dirt tricks yes on the street oh yeah so like grizz airs and like 360 x ups just like oh, random yeah. stuff that you never see and it, all that's because like i was able to like take those tricks like from the dirt riders aspect where yeah. i should have been in the first place yeah and I was able to like morph it into an all around style. Yeah. And so it's like, I kind of like it because it's different. You never really see it anymore. Yeah. I think the weird thing that's going to happen in these next few years is there's going to be a lot of scooter riders who grew up scootering who switched to other sports and you're going to get this weird scooter influence. Oh, and yeah. And I think it's going to really change the game in how people think about, uh, already changes the game and how people think about bmx right nobody would do a nothing bike front bike flip if it wasn't for our willie dude and i was just <laughs> gonna bring that up too like look at our willie he literally went from like being one of the craziest scooter riders in the entire world one of the yeah. most consistent people i have ever seen on a scooter yeah and then one day he's like i'm gonna break some world records on a on a bmx bike yeah he's and just then like you know what i'm gonna get into x games I'm gonna win it. <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> And like doing two tricks that have never been done in competition. Yeah, enough. exactly. It took, it only took him two X games to actually land it too. I know. Like, it, it's mind boggling to yeah. me. That guy is such a nutcase. I know like, he is. I mean, just watching him, it, it doesn't matter what sport he's doing. I even see, I saw him on Instagram the other day on inline skates. Yeah, I know. Doing like backflip to fakies and like a seven foot bowl. Yeah, I know. <laughs> like, yep. like what? I don't know what he's smoking, but I want some yeah, of it, dude. Right. <laughs> That's no a whole kidding. different level. He like, I just want to know how his brain works. Right. Because he's from Sam, like Sam has ridden with him and he's like, He's not nearly as consistent as his Instagram really? says, he is, says he is. He will try the same trick for like four hours straight. Like straight up like 400 wow. tries on the same trick. He just doesn't give up. He starts it and he says, I'm going to land this before I leave. And then he doesn't <laughs> leave unless he breaks himself or lands it. Oh my God. And he'll God. be there all day. It's yeah. just like that commitment. Because he does so like nuts. the, he does like backflip to nose Manny. Yeah. To fakie and like. His web edit three is so ahead of the time that like people still can't appreciate it for what it is. Like <laughs> you watch it and you're like, oh, he did that. But you like go and look at like the transition or like the skate park. He actually did it. And you're like, there's no way. Right. That has to be staged. <laughs> like there's no way. Like, <laughs> yeah, dude. No, it, like I remember when he came out to rapid. Yeah. When he came out to rapid city and he was doing some of his tricks out here, like yeah. just watching him like like super close like and seeing like some of the stuff he was actually doing yeah i was like dude 
Scooter riders are insane. I don't oh, yeah. I don't get why people hate on them so much. <laughs> like it, we were talking the other day too. It's like I would never imagine like doing a quad whip on a scooter because just the thought of hitting my ankle with that yeah. scooter is terrifying. Yeah, I know. It's <laughs> so crazy. like seeing some of the stuff you guys do with like the overheads and the buttercups <laughs> and stuff like that video that you got of Ty the other day doing, uh, I don't know what, the str- what the that 360 tri- buttercup. Yeah. Yeah. That was nuts, dude. Yeah. That like, trick is so much fun. <laughs> it works way better than you think it is. Right. And it looks amazing. And it feels like I, I hate straight butters and straight brides. Like, I don't know who, like that kid did a triple. I saw a triple straight bride the other day and I was like, why in the world? Would you ever want to do that? <laughs> it's just so insane to me that like you would even think about that and be able to do the motion. I can't even do two bras. So like that blows my mind, but they just don't feel good. Like, <laughs> I feel like I would just tomahawk myself right in the head, dude. <laughs> oh yeah. It well, I, I have never done that thankfully, but I have had the grip tape rub the top of my helmet no several way, times. Dude. Yeah. It happens all the time. It just goes whoosh, and you're like, ah. just shaving a little bit off the top. Exactly. Huh? My hair's sticking out. <laughs> yeah, no, it's it's awesome. And uh, I like making friends more with like BMXers like yourself and skateboarders and uh, people like that than just sticking to the scooter industry. Exactly. Because it totally expands how you think. It, exactly. Cause, yeah, because like, their creativity could feed off yours too. Cause, so. Yeah, because BMXers and skateboarders and scooter riders all think about different features just a little bit differently. Right. So like, there's a lot of influence that you can take from like how people ride skate parks and the lines that people take on different things with wheels on them. That is just like, you're like, oh, like I could do that transfer right there that he just did and connect it to this line that I have. And I just think that that's really cool. And we all just kind of need to work together and be more of a family because the, the hate thing just makes no sense to me because it's just like, right. we're all there for the same reason to expand, to get better at a sport with wheels on it. Like go hate on football or something. Like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, seriously. <laughs> <laughs> uh all right man well uh thank you for coming on the podcast today um where do you see yourself in 10 years before we in 10 we years go? dude yeah. probably on my bike still dude yeah if i'm not on my bike i'll probably be in a wheelchair <laughs> <laughs> right yeah no i'm hoping that i'm hoping to have a uh, team full send completely established yep by then and yeah. actually have like a full-blown brand. Yeah. So I'm going to work pretty hard towards that. Um, hopefully, maybe in the next 10 years, I'll have like my own skate park, be able to have yes. like an I'm indoor park. I'm going in on that with you. Yeah, right? we're doing that. <laughs> yeah, dude. Even just like our own little training camp. Like yeah. I always thought that would be so cool just right? to be able to like train the younger generation to become like possible X Games athletes. Yeah, and, like, no kidding. And stuff like that. So I guess we'll see what happens, but... Yeah, I have pretty high hopes for it in the future. Awesome. Yeah. Well, uh, where can we follow you? Uh, so uh, TikTok at Kojak Official. Nice. And then Kojak Fifty Five on Instagram. Nice. Awesome. Well, thanks for coming on, Kojak, again. Um, it's nice to see you, like always. And uh, thank you guys for listening to this podcast. If you want to follow Outlook Industries, it's Outlook underscore Industries on Instagram and. We are on Spotify and YouTube at the moment, trying to get on Apple Music, but I'm stuck in a uh, a login loop, so that's fun. Oh. But uh, yeah, have a great day, guys, and I'll see you in the next one.